This reading is from the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter, beginning with the 15th verse. Jesus said this, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. And because I live, you also will live. On that day you will know I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. We were sitting in the living room on, I was sitting on the couch, and the other two adult children were sitting in the chairs respectively, and the son of the woman who had just recently died turned to his sister and said, well, I guess we're orphans now. And that realization really has stayed with me for a long time that probably at some point in our lives, if things go the way we often think they ought to go, that parents die before their children, that we will all be orphans at some point in our lives. And while that's not such a great thing to think about, I I thought about it a lot this week when Jesus said to the disciples, I will not leave you orphaned. Imagine what that meant to them. I mean, he's been talking about the fact they've been with him at least for three years. They've known him, they've been teaching and walking, and, and all of their hopes and dreams are pinned on him. He's going to bring about the kingdom. He's going to bring in a new rule of God into this world. He's going to kick out the Romans. He's going to set right the temple. All of those sorts of hopes and dreams are on his head and on his shoulders. And now he's saying, I'm going away. I, I mean, I'm sure that they probably didn't have a clue what he meant by that. But Jesus understands that fear and probably understood that they would have a sense of abandonment and so he said I will not leave you orphaned I mean he is going away their world is about to change but he says I will not leave you abandoned I'm going to send the spirit of truth to come alongside you to be in you to be among you you'll never need to feel abandoned again. What a message. For I know that at many times in our lives we can feel abandoned, lonely. We know that even though we are super connected via the internet and digitally that that actually it's led to a greater loneliness and depression and sadness among people because so much of what happens online for us is that we end up looking at things and we become envious and we feel disconnected from what other people are putting up online. 
We don't know what the impact of this extended period of staying at home and having to do things almost completely digitally is going to have on our culture and on individuals. We don't know what's happening inside of homes right now because we're not seeing it the way we might see it if everybody were out and about. And so this message of I will not leave you orphaned comes, I think, at a perfect time for us. Because in some ways, everything else will leave us orphaned. Our political system will feel like it has left us orphaned. Our economic system will make us feel like we've been orphaned. Again, if things go according to how it often goes in life, we will be orphans as our parents pass away. But as those who have been adopted, as those who have been adopted by God in Christ, and as those who've had that adoption confirmed in baptism through the sign of the water and the seal of the Spirit, we are those who can work confidently for God's kingdom. Because if the Spirit is alongside of us and in us and among us, we are not abandoned, we are not alone, we are not orphaned. And so what that means is that we can then work for those who feel orphaned and maligned and oppressed. We can call out for justice with our voices while we work for justice with our resources. We can do what is good even if it's hard because we are the ones who have been adopted in Christ and we have nothing to fear. For in Christ our entire lives are held. Not that we might not suffer, not that we might not die, but that those things are inconsequential if we are seeking to follow what Jesus has for us and how Jesus is teaching us. And there are many today who are feeling orphaned, not adopted. Right now in the city, in the region of Richmond, there is a great need for foster families. Again, the foster care system is very afraid that there are lots of bad things happening in homes because they are not able to work with children in the school system or outside of the school system. And so they know there is a great need already for foster families. But we believe that especially as things quote unquote open up, there is going to be an even greater need because children are going to need safe and loving homes to go to, to be fostered so that they can become whole again. We know that in this time there are those who feel abandoned, who feel like they've been orphaned, and a lot of those are people who don't have the color of skin that I have. Black and brown-skinned people feel orphaned much of the time in our culture, in our economic system, in our opportunity system. And so how is it that we come alongside of them to walk with them, not to, not to tell them what to do, but to walk beside our brothers and sisters. For sociology teaches us that race is a social construct. It's something that we made up. It's something that are probably deep down inside of our ancient brain, our lizard brain, which is always looking out for the different and things that we fear, that we created this distinction between us 
thinking that those people are different simply because they look different than us and we should be afraid of them or we should treat them differently. And that has just come down through the ages. This is not a new problem. But I believe that as people of faith, as those who've been adopted, we can do what is right. We can work for justice with our resources. We can call out for justice with our voices and we should always remember that old saying that actions speak louder than words. There are others who feel abandoned in our culture. We don't have to look far. I've talked to many of those in our recovery community who, because of their previous actions and because of the things that they've done to feed their habit, they've been pushed aside by their family. They've been pushed aside by friends. And so they feel abandoned and when they come into the recovery community, it is like for them being adopted again. They find community, they find a family, they find people who will hold them accountable and set their feet on a good path so that they may stay in that recovery. It's very powerful. And for those immigrants that Reestablish Richmond works with, I'm sure they're they're disconnected from, from their families, they're disconnected from their homeland, and they come here seeking opportunity for all kinds of reasons. And they also need adoption so that they can navigate the difficult world of governmental systems, of our culture, of our language. And so these things, especially these things that Westminster focuses on, are ways that we live out our adoption in the Spirit. Our adoption through baptism. The way that we we live this out to love and to serve our neighbor, to love and to serve God, and through that, to love and to serve ourselves. And so we follow Jesus' commands. And as we follow his commands, we are lifted up by the Spirit and led into all truth by the Spirit. And we invite others along with us. We walk alongside of them so that they might know justice, they might know love, they might know mercy, they might know hope. We work in our systems so that everyone might have an opportunity for education and for work so that they can feel fully lifted up with their gifts and skills and experiences to contribute back into society, that they might also know that they have a community that loves and cares and holds them accountable so that they then might become those who give back in their adoption. And so as we follow Jesus and as we embrace this adoption, we may suffer for doing what is right. We may suffer for doing what is right as we put our resources and our voices on the line. But just remember what Jesus says. I will not leave you orphaned. And so may you, as the adopted children of God, not hesitate to do what is right. For we have a new birth into a living hope. Amen.